You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. Nothing, but I declare to you that I know he loves 
that you've committed unto him against that day. Now let me hear you say, Jesus. 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 Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Let me hear you call him. Let me hear you call him. Welcome to Blessed by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, March 8th, 2018. We are in the Apple Valley studio with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ tonight, Dr. Alfred Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session. <laughs> Dr. Moore will give you a topic from Best Day of the Lord. He will preach and teach the unadulterated gospel. To let you know what God is wanting to say to you tonight is Thursday. On Thursdays, he gives you a topic where he's spiritually feeding you. That food is to carry you on through, through, and through, week after week after week. If you only read and follow up on what he's teaching you, everything else falls into place as it may in his own time when you have nothing to worry about. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. God bless you, everybody. God bless you, tonight. Amen. God bless you, Tasha. Amen. And to all that is listening, amen, by the way of our way. We are so happy to be back tonight, amen. Unfortunately, we are very sorry we missed you on last night. But amen, we were 
continue to hold you up in prayer. And I thank God for you holding me up in prayer. God has restored us back, amen. Amen. Tonight is to bring you food for a thought. Amen. It's just good to be back, amen, with you, amen, in Radio Land tonight. Continue to pray for Dr. Moore, amen, and the staff here uh, in the city of Apple Valley as we, amen, minister the word of the Lord. I find, amen, there is nothing like the word of the Lord, amen. The more I study the word of God, the more I desire to learn more from the word of the Lord. We are going to, amen, call your attention tonight to chapter, uh, Acts chapter 2 and 18, uh, verse 36 through 40. Chapter Acts 2, 18, uh, verse 36 uh, through 40. And it reads like this. But Peter, he stands up with the eleven. He lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judah, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the latter days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pull out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assured that God has made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricking in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter says unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourself from this upward generation. 
We want to talk to you tonight, amen, from Acts 2 and 18. And Apostle Peter, amen, is introducing to us the day of Pentecost, Peter's message, amen, on the day of Pentecost. That has been somewhat, amen, approximately 2,000, a little better years ago, but it is just as refreshed and it is just as powerful if you can hear it as Peter spoke it on the day of Pentecost. And Peter, amen, he stood up with the eleven. Remember, the Lord told 12, but one of them was a devil. So it was no more 12 disciples. It was 11. It was 11 of them, not 12. He lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judah, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. And I want you to hearken to my voice. Men, men, it's time for men is to listen. Where is the men of God? For these are not drunken. There was something happening here, amen, that Peter had to explain to these men, amen, what was going on. He said, for these are not drunken as you suppose. You think that they are drunk, but not not as your carnal mind looks. Your carnal mind make you think that they have went and got some new wine or some new beverage. But he said, they are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Uh, Peter relayed a message to them. The preaching of Jesus produces convicts, and it reduces a responding to the gospel message with faith results in salvation. Preaching, amen, Jesus, produces convicts. It changes Peter's mind when you preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. We're here tonight, amen bringing you food for a thought tonight. Our father uh, is running late for an appointment. His child school drummer produced it. Producer had been the topic of many family dinners and discussions. He had promised that he would be there. But unfortunately, some interruption had detained him, and he is doing the best he can just to make it, it arrive. He arrived late with only enough time to see the second half of the producing. Even, even though he witnessed 
the climax of the act, he still had missed half of the drum roll. He had no idea how things played out up to this point of his arrival. He needed someone someone to fill him in of what he missed. This little story illustrates a man, the observance of Pentecost or the Feast of the Week was one of three major annual feasts of the Jewish calendar. Jews from all over the world, they conveyed on the ancient city of Jerusalem from for this celebration of thanksgiving for the harvest crop, just 50 days early in the city were in uproar concerning Jesus of Nazareth. The people were talking about he was arrested. His trial and his execution was on the lips of everyone. There were even, they were even talking about of a resurrection. But they were 50 days, that was 50 days prior. Now the Jews had heard little or nothing about Jesus. They had filled the city. They were unaware of the events that had transpired just 50 days earlier. Then suddenly something happened. There was talk of people crying, carrying on like drunk people, and they were doing it in the name of the Lord. They were trying to tell their experience, amen, what had happened at Pentecost, but some some people, they came late. They was not there in the very beginning when it all started. And what I'm trying to say some of you were not there in the very beginning when it all started. You kept it, kept it on the last part. These Jews, amen, come from everywhere, amen, to come to Jerusalem, amen, for harvest time. And there was a lot going on in the city. A lot of folks didn't know that Jesus was being crucified, the Jews. But then... Uniformed Jews would wait to know the meaning of all of this. They had missed the first part of the unfolding drama, the story of what was happening in the upper room. They missed that. Made no sense to them. They didn't know what was going on in the upper room. For they missed the first part of the drama. It's bad to miss out sometime on the first part because somebody has to fill you in what happened. And if nobody don't fill you in what happened, it leaves a blank and leaves a wonder, well, what went on? This went on, amen, with the Jews. They did not know the character and events that had brought 
everything to that time and place. They needed someone to explain it all to them and bring them up to date. Somebody needs to be brought up to date about Jesus Christ tonight. I'm trying, amen, for food for thought. I'm trying to bring you up to date. He's alive. He lives. And he moves and he has his being. Jesus is alive. I'm trying to bring you up to date. It was at that point the apostle Peter stood up. It's time for the Christian is to stand up. Stand up, thanks. Stand up and be counted. Quit hiding. The world is in jeopardy. Amen. The world, amen, is got to the point, amen, that many, 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 amen, don't even believe in the word of God. They don't believe in the in the Bible, but it's time for the saints is to stand up. It was at that point that the apostle Peter he stood up, Amen, with the eleven and did just that. He stood up, Amen. You may you may it may not be twelve there anymore, but Amen, there is eleven. It's still standing. And Peter declared, this is that. What Joel prophesied, it was being fulfilled. Joel, amen, back in the Old Testament, prophesied this, amen, and the fulfillment of this happened on the day of Pentecost. Peter, had just received the Holy Ghost. He was a new convert himself, amen. He had just received the Holy Ghost. So when he spoke, he spoke from the vantage point of a new experience. This thing was new to him as well as it was to anybody else. Moreover, he spoke under the direction, influence, anointed, and authority of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost took over in Peter. It was no more Peter, but it was the Holy Ghost living within Peter now began to preach the word of God. He did not speak out of frustration. Peter knew what had went on. He knew how Jesus had been crucified. And I'm sure, amen, he wanted to say some things, amen, that the Jews had talked against Jesus so bad. Peter wanted to say it out of frustration, but he didn't. He was controlled by the Holy Ghost. He did not speak out of frustration or righteous anger. Like, amen, people that are done today, they speak out of frustration, out of, amen, righteous anger about the way Jesus had been treated. He knew exactly how Jesus was treated, amen, because he was right there 
Amen. He was eyewitness. But when he began to speak to, amen, the Jews, he spoke out of love. He spoke, amen, from a genuine concern to bring a revelation. He, he said, I want y'all to understand something. You, you need to have a revelation at this point to the people who needed to experience God's love. They needed a revelation, amen, to see what was going on. The Lord had to reveal himself to this nation of Jews. Remember, they, they hated him. Peter could have, amen, illustrated on much of that. They hated him. But Peter messaged on the day of Pentecost. Peter spoke on the day of Pentecost as a man who had been changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost, amen, comes upon you and live within you, I am a witness. It will change you. It will change you, amen, all around you, amen. It, it takes control of you. It's no more you. It's Jesus living within you. He was speaking under the anointing and under the power of the Holy Ghost. He had been in prayer and waiting on God for seven to ten days prior to Pentecost. Amen. He was already wrapped up in the spirit of the Lord, just waiting for the Lord to do something for him because he was waiting on the promise that God says, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send the comfort unto you. And Jesus Christ come in the form of the Holy Ghost. I said Jesus came in the form of the Holy Ghost. We don't know him no more, amen. Uh, we don't worship him anymore, amen, after the flesh, amen. Since he died, we don't worship him anymore after the flesh. Now, amen, we have to worship him in the spirit because God is a spirit, and they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. And when he come in the form of the Holy Ghost, it was none other than Jesus. Oh, praise him. He had been in prayer. It's good to be in prayer. You will see things, amen, differently if you stay in prayer. You have a different mindset if you stay in prayer. Your mind will not be idle, amen, or foolishness, amen, will not enter into your mind if you stay in prayer. He has spent about three years of his life following Jesus and listening to his teaching. He was not, amen, he was, he was a new convert to receive the Holy Ghost, amen, but he had watched Jesus for about three years. Jesus had to discipline him, amen. But he knew, amen, he was following uh uh, somebody was different from all other men, amen, that he had come in contact with or uh, associated with. He knew he was following somebody that was different. And the Lord, you know, you know the story, amen, when he revealed himself to Peter. 
when he revealed himself to Peter, when Jesus asked him, well, who do men say that I am? That question is still just alive today as it was, amen, on the day of Pentecost, amen. People are inquisitive, and they want to know, amen, who is who? Who? What do Jesus mean to you? Or is there, is there a real Jesus? I was reading today, amen. People want to know, is, the, is Jesus real? Well, if you let him reveal himself to you, He'll let you know whether he's real or not. You've got to seek him. You've got to be like Peter. You've got to follow him. You've got to listen at his word. You've got to listen at, you've got to, amen, uh, 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 see his, his miracle that he performed. You want to know whether he's real? He'll let you know whether he is real or not. You don't have to take nobody's word for it. Follow his teachings. And Jesus will let you know whether he's real or not, because he said, I will reveal myself unto whom I will. He was prepared to speak. He was full of the word and the power of God. Amen. When, when Peter spoke, amen, he got people's attention. Because, amen, he was full of the word of God, amen, and the power of the Lord, amen. It wasn't no dry words like the Pharisees, amen, had. Amen. He had power. He had anointing in his words. He said, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Peter used the opportunity to help his listeners understand the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, strangely, people is still, many of them don't understand the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the outpouring of the Holy Spirit come in the midst of a group of peoples, there is excitement in the church. There is a movement come up on people. There is anointing come up on people and people that don't know anything about that. They think that something is wrong with you. We must bring Pentecost back into the churches. Peter used this opportunity to help his listeners to understand the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to bring them to that point of understanding. He referred back to the prophet of the Old Testament. Peter showed them that God was fulfilling the finite wisdom of his eternal plan. This was God's plan in the very beginning. I'm going to get my people together. This was God's finite wisdom a plan he had made before the world even began. We find that, amen, in Revelation verse, I mean, chapter 13 and verse 8. The fulfillment of God's plan. Remember, amen, this is God's plan. Amen. This is God's plan. 
the fulfillment of God's plan should have been no surprise to the Jewish people. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have been no surprise to them. But it was just like Amen. It shouldn't have been no surprise to Nicodemus about being born again. But it was. Even they would read in the scripture, and it was a, a daily thing to them. But when it come to be fulfilled, it was difficult for them to understand what was going on. The Jews, the Jewish people, they knew the scripture, and they read them daily. Yes, they did. They devoted themselves to observe the law and attempted to live up to its many precepts, including the miniatures of the law added by their own priests. Amen. Oh, that was what the law said. They attempted to try to live it, but they couldn't live it for what the flesh could not do in that it was weak. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh Condemning sin in the flesh. They tried to, but they couldn't do it because, amen, they needed what, amen, happened on the day of Pentecost. They needed the Holy Ghost. And I want to say, amen, not only they needed it, amen, it came to them first, but the Gentile needed, all of us needed the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They possessed much knowledge. They had a lot of knowledge about the scripture. And you know the Bible says men is ever learning. Oh, we wise in many things, ever learning. And never able is to come into the knowledge of the truth. Men is ever learning about so much and their mind is expanding every day, but they are never able is to come to the knowledge of the truth. But they did not understand all its meaning. They did not understand all of its meaning. It is one thing to know what the word of God says, and it's quite another thing to understand what it means. You got to amen. Amen. The letter kill it, but it takes the spirit to bring this word alive. You can read this letter all day long, but unless the Lord opens your understanding up, you still can't hear what he's saying to you. For hundreds of years, the law had been shoulder in shattered types and metaphors. Now the substance of the shadow was coming to light. Everything, amen, that was under the Old Testament now, it's beginning is to come to the light. They were shadows and they were types and they were metaphors, but now, amen, the real light is just to shine now. And the real light is Jesus Christ. That's the real light. That's the true light. That's the only light. But when they came, what did they do? 
They tried to put that light out. And it's no different than it is right at this hour that we're living in now. Amen. When you tell people, amen, they can't do this or they can't do that. Amen. What they've done, they're trying to put the light out. They don't want you to tell them what they can't do or what the word of God says in order to follow him, what you can't do. People don't want to hear that. Peter was addressing a Jewish pilgrim from all over the region. Amen. Peter was talking to, if you allow me to say, his own people at this time. They came from villages and cities in remote and far-off places. They came from everywhere to come to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a place, amen, they come to worship, to come to give glory to the Lord, amen, to come to give glory to God and didn't realize, amen, They were coming to give glory to God and didn't realize, amen, the one that they crucified, he was just him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They may have had various customs and different language and dialects, but they all shared a common bound, Judaism. They were all Jews. Amen. They may spoke different languages and amen. That was proved out, amen, on the day of Pentecost. Amen. They were different and amen. They, uh, uh, but they all were, amen, had everything. They all had something in common. They all were Jews. Amen. Which is what brought them to Jerusalem in the first place. They were all Jews. Consequently, Peter preached a message to Jewish people in a Jewish city from the Jewish scripture about a Jewish Messiah. How could they miss them all? How could they miss them all? When Peter quoted Joel the prophet, he says, and it shall come to pass in the last day, he was letting the people of Israel know that the time predicted by Joel had come. Amen. He was telling them it had come to pass in the last day. Well, it is the last day, amen, right now as I stand here and talk to you because God has pulled out his spirit in the last day. The Lord was empowering his church with the Holy Ghost. The Lord, amen, was empowering his church with the Holy Ghost. The words, I will pour out of my spirit upon not some flesh, but all flesh. That was a, a new thing. God didn't pour his spirit out upon all flesh under the Old Testament. Only certain people had the rights, amen, that God told his spirit out upon. But, amen, in this new covenant, this new agreement, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
revealing the abundance of God's spirit. Uh, God's spirit is great. With God, there is never a shortage. There's always is more, more than enough. <laughs> amen. You don't have to worry about it being a shortage, amen, of God pouring out his spirit and somebody going to miss it. If you want it, amen, he'll pour it out up on you. But I want to say, amen, you got to want it. He's not going to just pour it out upon you because, amen, you are there. You got to desire him. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. This wonderful experience, amen, is to whosoever will. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. It's forever anybody, amen, that have a desire that they want to know who this Jesus is. A prophet, uh, Joel, spake of the formal and the latter rain and the importance they played in Israel agriculture. The former rain referred to the rain in autumn, autumn, which were planted time for the barley crop. The latter rain referred to those rains springtime just before harvest of the barley. Both of these rains was essential for a quality harvest. However, it was the latter rain that renewed the fertility of the dry ground. The prophet liked the outpouring of the Holy Ghost to the latter rain. bringing with its refreshment. The latter rain, bringing it with refreshment, renewing and restoration in abundance. Ah, praise the Lord. It's coming on down. Amen. To our day and time, amen. The latter rain. God pulled out the amen. Pouring out the latter rain. The Holy Spirit played an actual role in the Old Testament, for he is not separate and distinct, distinguished from God. Amen. The Holy Spirit and God is not separated. They are not, no two, as some would want you to believe. Amen. The Holy Spirit and God is one. The Holy Spirit plays, amen, an actual role in the Old Testament, for he is not separate and distinguished from God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Almighty. He is the Spirit of the Almighty. It is God himself. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was the original supernatural ability. In Genesis 41, and 38, he was a giver. He 
He was skillful. In Exodus 31, 2 and 5, the source of power and strength. Judge 3, 9 and 10, he was the inspiration of prophecy. First Samuel 19, 20 and 23, and in the midst of God's messenger, Micah 3 and 8. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has always been in action. Focus work. God will in the world. Still, when the prophet stated that the Spirit would come upon all flesh, it was a new ideal of God. People, it was just a new ideal of God. Yes, God has new ideals. Prior to Pentecost, only kings, prophets, and judge was moved on by the Spirit of God. That, amen. Only they were. But now God said, I'm going to do a new thing. A new idea that come in my mind. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can feel that, that latter rain, amen, coming in right now. He is still pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. With the latter rain outpouring, however, that change. The prophet of Joel stated that the Holy Spirit would be pulled out on. He said, out upon your son. Amen. Amen. Your young people. Amen. Your son. Your daughters. Children being used in prophecy. Children preaching the word of God. Children, amen, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, speaking, amen, the mysteries of God. I'm going to pour out my spirit, young and old, all ages, including men servants, amen, servants of other people, men servants, maid servants, completed the point concept, amen, to the Jewish people. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care how rich you are. Amen. If you want to come to Jesus, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. For the outpouring of his Holy Spirit upon all flesh. The Old Testament does not mention one instance of a slave being used improperly. The Lord was showing that he made no distinguish in pouring out his spirit. When he said all flesh, amen, he meant all flesh. Slaves, amen, bond or free, amen. God pulled out his spirit. And let me go, Shanda. Let me tell you something. He's still pouring it out. He's still pouring it out. We had a jubilee, amen, uh, uh, Sunday and morning, praise the Lord. I began to, amen, try to minister, and the Spirit of God was so tremendous in the church, amen. People began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of, hallelujah, God give utterance, my God. And, and there was a drama going on in the church for a minute. God is still pouring out his Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Amen. First uh, Peter two and nine says, uh, "But you are a chosen generation; you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you shall show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into this marvel life." You are not like everybody else, amen. God don't want you to be like everybody else. You're a chosen generation. The Lord said, I chose you. You're royal. Don't make the devil think that you are nobody. You ought to know that you got some royal blood in you. Hallelujah. I don't care how the word damped you and say amen, that you are nothing, amen. You are royal in Jesus Christ. You're a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Now, that wasn't only talking about the Jews. That was talking about the Gentiles as well because we were adopted into that royal family. Under the new covenant, the authority of the Spirit is not reserved for spiritually nation leaders. Without a doubt, it is an experience with God that he intends to be available to all people. Amen. It is for everybody. 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 Every believer is Every believer is anointed to be a king and a priest of God. Every believer is anointed to be a king and a priest of God. I wish, I mean, I wish we really knew who we really was in the Lord. We will walk like somebody. We will act like somebody. Praise the Lord. If you knew this, amen, you were the king and priest of the Lord. Then I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath. Acts 2 and 19, looking up unto the heavens on a clear night, a person may be able to see thousands of stars. Praise the Lord. For where he stands, they appear to be very close to him. And to one another. Never, amen, these stars are actually thousands of miles away and thousands of miles apart from one another. Still, a person's eyes cannot distinguish which one are closer and which one are far apart. Look at the great God that we serve. Yes, amen, we can look up in the elements and we can see the stars and they all seem to be bunched up together. But amen is letting us know, amen, God has put them distant between those stars. How great our God is. Prophecy also is difficult to design. The prophets saw the number, the number of things God Unveil to them, receiving, amen, great revelation and were in awesome events. However, often 
the prophet did not understand the thing God was revealing to him. This was the case with the prophet Joel. Joel did not understand the mystery that God, amen, was revealing to him. He said unto us, it is given unto you to know the mystery. Amen. The world cannot, amen, uh, understand the things, amen, that the saints of God understand. The world don't understand, amen, uh, the mysteries of God like the saints of God understand. The world, amen, don't, they don't hear like the saints of God hear. Joel says that in the last day, God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. But he also saw the end of age. Joel did not only, amen, see, amen, God pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, amen. Joel seen, amen, a deeper revelation then, amen, the spirit of God just being poured out, the latter rain and the former rain, amen. He saw something, amen, much more different than that. He saw the end of this age. Joel saw the world coming to an end. Perhaps in Joel's mind, all of the, these events may have appeared to happen in close proximity, uh, even simultaneously, but the two events were separate by hundreds of years. All he knew, he, he saw a vision, amen, and God gave him that revelation of amen, that he was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and then, amen, he saw doomsday, amen. He didn't, he didn't see how distant it was, amen. God just showed him that. And I can, amen, apply to that, amen. God can give you a vision and show you exactly what, uh, amen, is going on, but you may not be able to distinguish, amen, exactly all of what the Lord is uh, showing you. He's just showing you things, and when it happens to come to pass, you will know that's what the Lord showed you. I'm a witness to that. When the watch riot hit California, God showed it to me. And he showed me, amen, that, amen, the cities were being on fire. I was very young as Peter was, praise the Lord, in the Holy Ghost at that time. And I, did, I didn't have no imagination what in the world was going on. And I went, went, to, I went amen, and told a, a, a minister about it that had been in the gospel for some time, but he was very unfruitful. He thought I was foolish. And later on, God proved that I was not foolish. What I was trying to tell him came to pass, and he seen it with his own eyes. Hallelujah. My God. Joel said, amen, that in the last day, God would pour out his spirit uh, on all flesh, but he also saw the end of the age. Perhaps, amen, in Joel's mind, all of these event, events may have appeared uh, to happen to close proximity of even uh, similarity, but these two events were totally, amen, far apart for many years. He said some of these 
some of the jewels spoke of blood. These jewels spoke of fire and vapor of fire. Have not occurred as yet. But the outpouring of the Spirit have happened and continue to occur. Amen. Joel saw fire and vapors of fire. He saw terrible things, amen, coming to this world. Crucial thing coming to this world. That was the second part of Joel prophecy. But amen, before I get to that part, amen, I want to say, amen, the latter rain, amen, is still being pulled out upon God's people. But look at what the canker worms did, and look at what the uh, caterpillars did. That great fruit tree that God had put there, amen, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, amen, and Galatians, amen, after that great tree God had put there, the devil had come along and ate all the fruit of it. Ate it down to the bar. Because the love of many is a white cold. Because people don't believe in Jesus like they should. Amen. They don't believe in that one gospel anymore like they should. And amen. The church is cold today. Oh, but I want to say, amen, the latter rain is going to come. Hold on to uh, you, amen, that have faith in Jesus. You that believe and know Jesus is who he said he was. Hold on to Jesus. A new thing is going to happen. That latter rain is going to be pulled out all over the earth. Men going to glorify the name of Jesus. We know, amen, that the Spirit has been pulled out because of the evidence in our lives and the lives of millions of others all around the world. We know the Spirit is being pulled out. The Lord is constantly pouring it out. Even, amen, the kinker wanted to come and try to corrupt it. Calipitals come and, amen, ate it up. False prophets to come and distorted the gospel. Jesus is still pouring out his Spirit. Amen. He says, for the promise is unto you and unto your children and to those that are far off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Amen. God is calling you, and he's still pouring out his spirit. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore saying, good night. Amen. We love you. Until next week. Into the hands of my announcer. God bless you, my announcer. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.